Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mama Pachamama podcast. I'm Vivian McKinnon and it is so insanely warm and sunny here and apparently winter is just not happening this year. So I started putting all my winter coats away this morning, which is rather unfortunate because I love my winter coats and I think they're so cute and it's such a bummer that I'm pretty sure there was maybe two days of wearing winter coats this year. (laughs) So there's that. I'm wearing just like the sweetest little jumper right now and planning on taking the boys to the beach later today because it's just gorgeous out. And I love it, but it's also, you know, I w- winter's nice. Winter is medicine. There's something very uh, m- nourishing, beautiful about going through that just cold winter darkness. And then the reemergence um, into spring is that much sweeter. So, oh, well. Uh, I hope everyone is feeling good and nourished, well-rested, and in and bringing themselves into flow states and obviously doing all of the self-love and self-care needed to stay at peace and thriving. Today, I want to talk about how I became my own BFF. Indeed, I am my own best friend, and I love that. I I think that if I said this to Vivian from five years ago, it would have been like just confusing and hard to understand, <laughs> and I love that too. <laughs> but I indeed have become my own best friend and there's so many components to making this happen so we'll see if i can remember to cover everything because i will say i already tried recording this podcast episode and i sat down with my notes and i swear every time i show up to a recording and i do it with notes i'm it there's just no flow it's like i don't know how to explain Uh, I think it's very clear to me. I just need to speak from the heart. And when I have notes, it's hard to speak from the heart because I'm, you know, there's like two different parts of my, my brain trying to, 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 yeah, I don't know how to explain that, but it, it, it's just not the same. So Vivian from the heart is how this podcast (laughs) will come through. Uh, indeed, I have become my own best friend and there's so many, like I said, so many components to that. One being letting go of so much criticism and so much judgment and offering myself grace and forgiveness. Um, I know I'm not alone in this and I've heard it from every woman in my life that we are our own worst critics and we all tend to just be so hard on ourselves. Maybe it's just a human thing, right? Um, but there is this tendency to just be so critical and and struggle to forgive ourselves. Um, and this is something that I have to consciously practice because it doesn't come natural to me. The perfectionist in me really wants things to just go swimmingly. And the perfect example is my recent episode with Dr. Melissa Sell, What an honor to interview her and spend time with her. But I was 
oh, I was a mess. I just felt so nervous and excited and all of these like things swirling inside of me. And of course I took notes. I fucked up <laughs> by like having notes in front of me. And I think my notes made it really hard to just have a flowing dialogue back on back and forth on my end. Um, but I forgive myself for how, um, unlike myself, I feel like I showed up, uh, you know, and just mumbling, stuttering over my words. Yeah, I like, I'm giggling because you know what? If I went back and listened to the very first episode of this podcast, I would probably roll my eyes and feel that cringy feeling of like, oh girl, wow. <laughs> but rather than shy away from that and judge myself and think too much about you've, you've, you know, publicly posted this, you know, version of yourself that you no longer really feel as connected to. There's something really beautiful about that. And I'm learning to just accept and forgive and honor that process. Uh, I also host a wild mothering call in the Free Birth Society membership. And I'll never forget when Emily asked me to host this call and one part of me was like I mean the part that responded was like hell yes and the part that like deep down was like holy shit that's terrifying like I have to lead a call of women and yeah that first time I was just just absolutely like nervous and then the next couple times still feeling that nervousness and then I just hosted another one a couple days ago and it just I just felt so present that nervousness was gone I and it's beautiful right it's that like willingness to keep showing up and that trust that like I can every time I show up I'll do a little bit better and it's going to take me some time but I'm going to keep doing better and to be able to see that journey is like building this trust I'm building this bond with myself and this trust of like, look, Vivian, I'm showing you here. Yes, you start new things and it's really difficult and it can be really scary. But I promise you, if you keep showing up, you will only get better. And it's happening. And here's the proof. And yeah, that kind of goes into another part of how I've become my own best friend is developing trust with myself and and following through on my commitments to myself and you know of course being forgiving when I can't follow through and and dissecting well why is it that I'm not following through on certain commitments and um you know really really being able to be honest with myself so you know we we all have our tendencies to kind of tell ourselves our stories and have our own delusions that we choose to participate in and you know that's all normal uh and I don't, I don't think we need to be hard on ourselves for that. But there's something very juicy and satisfying about just being very honest. And not even with the intention of like changing anything. But just, just that honesty, right? Just like the, the, the upfront honesty with ourselves. Like, um, you know, reacting really poorly as a mother. And, you know, in a situation where my child does something and I react in a way that, you know, really shames my child when they were just, you know, being a child. And 
rather than the desperation to fix it right away and shame myself, just like being bringing awareness to like, oh man, this is not how I want to show up. This doesn't feel good. Am I capable and willing? Am I capable of and willing to just kind of like keep this hanging, like put this on a clothes hanger in my mind and try to like pluck at it the next time I'm in the situation. And the next time I might be a little bit too late, It, but it, it comes back and slowly this is like brought into my consciousness. And before you know it, something happens with a child and before I do have any kind of reaction, I'm able to say to myself, hey, how do you want to show up here? You know how you've shown up in the past. You're kind of just, you know, behaving in a way that you were taught. How do you want to show up here? Where, what is your heart telling you? And wow, it's so cool. <laughs> It's so cool. And it's, I could not arrive at that place of self-evaluation without forgiveness, without like the ability to forgive myself, to give myself some grace, to let go of the judgment, um, and, and lean into just trust. I trust myself that, that yes, I, I keep showing up this way, but every time it gets a little bit better. And there's something so beautiful about that. Um, and I think there are so many opportunities in life to develop trust with ourselves, uh, especially when we listen to our intuition. Um, one of the best ways that I have developed just this incredibly profound, beautiful trust with myself is doing the inner child healing so I've come to notice that there are a lot of situations that I put myself in uh, that, that poke at little Vivian and little Vivian makes herself known and she, in, in different ways. And I've come to become very familiar with her when she's showing up. And when she does show up, there's just this, this just like this beautiful process that happens where I just see her. I see her. I, I, I show up for her the way I desperately wanted someone to show up for me when I was little. And I just see her and I love her and I remind her that she's just strong and brilliant and everything's okay. And that she's so deeply loved. And I like, there's a visual in my mind. There are these affirmations coming out of my mouth. I speak out of my mouth to myself you know, and, and it's this beautiful process. And I even just kind of embrace myself feeling like I'm embracing little Vivian and she feels safe and she feels protected. And I give her the reassurance cause I'm, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of gal that loves reassurance, like verbal reassurance, just really, really soothes me. And I give her that reassurance. I remind her, I say, Hey, it's okay. These these pains aren't aren't ours anymore and i'm protecting us and there's there's something really powerful about this process because it it almost makes time like the concept of time becomes unreal like it's just not real anymore because i can i can feel a young vivian 
being healed from the past, being healed by what's happening in the present. And it's, 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 it's magic. So much of what I'm coming to realize on this journey of healing is that there's absolutely real magic that happens and we're not taught this. Um, And it's hard to believe unless you give yourself the chance to experience this. And only, you know, it's, you really have to create the magic yourself and witness the magic yourself (laughs) to really believe it. It's just this beautiful, it's like, it's the beautiful of individualism, right? It's the beautiful of being your own self is like life is going to hand you your own unique opportunities to step into your magic and to show yourself how powerful you are. So the inner child healing has just been this gorgeous way of experiencing magic, of giving, I I cry with little Vivian all the time. I also laugh and giggle with her. I look in the mirror in my very playful moments and I see her just smiling at me. Um, And yeah, the more I indulge this, the closer I, I feel connected to little Vivian the more joyful life becomes. I on I like truly feel my spirit is, is more youthful than ever. I think my spirit is more youthful now at 33 than when I was like a six-year-old. Totally. Because I can remember back to, or even especially like a, you know, like a 12 or 13-year-old. I remember just being so disconnected, feeling so isolated, and my life felt so serious. And I remember how heavy that felt. There was just like this heaviness. And these days, you know, reconnecting with, I think the youngest version of myself before I started experiencing the kind of trauma that like was having these like big shifts, these big effects on me, um, reconnecting with her and reminding myself that I'm still her. I'm still just this bright-eyed, joyful little girl who sees the world as like this beautiful playground and everything I craft and create and everything that I touch can become magical and beautiful. And that's, that's something that I have cultivated within myself and little Vivian's just like, yes, thank you. This is like what I knew. This is what I wanted. This is what I feel. But I wasn't in the right environment to explore this part of myself, right? When I was little, I didn't, I wasn't in that environment. So now in the safety of um, where I've arrived on my journey, I'm able to live out little Vivian's dreams. And it's so beautiful. So that's been such a gorgeous way of becoming my own best friend, Um And it also heals all the Vivians in between because all of those Vivians in between in her darkness, in her sadness, in her pain, in her suffering is just being delighted (laughs) by how unbelievably magical it all is, but also, you know, um, unexpected. You know, I, I, I don't think you could have told me 10 years ago that what I'm doing right now would be... What would bring me the most joy and happiness? Like, of course, I want to make a lot of money. Of course, I have these like um, big goals for my business growing and all this other stuff. And that's all cool. Like, that's all great. I love doing that. But I'm I'm also like deeply 
deeply happy right now in my life exactly as it is because of everything that's just going on internally, all of these ways in which I'm showing up for myself and I'm healing myself. Um, Perhaps it seems a little bit silly to call it being your own best friend, uh, but it just, I love it. I love, I love that. I love that my, as someone who felt like I lived in a lot of isolation in my childhood, I felt very isolated in my childhood. I did, I did not feel like I received the kind of support I wanted and needed. I am now in my, um, I don't want to call it isolation, but my time alone, I feel just the total opposite. I feel like, wow, look at how happy I can make myself. Um, look at how good I am at making myself feel joy. Um, and I don't need to rely on anyone else to feel that just total pleasure and joy. Um, and this is not to like, I fucking love my sisters. I love my girlfriends. I love my women. I, I get so much out of all of my friendships at this point. And I would, you know, I just absolutely adore the women in my life. And I love how when you invite women into your life that are, you know, aligned, um, have a lot of similar values and there's a lot of inspiration happening, like, wow, how powerful. And I love going to them for, I love going to my girlfriends for advice, but I also love that I could not go to others for advice. I could not go to my friends for advice and still be okay and trust myself to give myself my own best advice. Because I remember a time where I did not trust the advice I would give myself. And I absolutely felt it was necessary to outsource my decision making. Do you relate to that? Like I remember, I can remember different people in my life who served this role where I basically would say, here, make the decision for me. I don't know how to make this decision for myself. And at the time I didn't think anything of it really. You know, I don't think I was taught um, that it is beautiful and powerful and, and we all should be striving to have that cultivate that relationship with ourselves where we can make our own decisions and not feel the need to outsource it. But here we are, most people have been uh, brought up, maybe it's a cultural thing within your family, whatever, but we're brought up to think we should outsource, oh my God, so many decisions. And and that was absolutely me for most of my life. I outsourced so much. It's insane. Um, and I love to be in this place now where I know in my heart, what my intuition tells me and I trust myself and I will ultimately go with what I believe but I'm also not interested in being closed-minded therefore my girlfriends the women the people in my life that I truly trust I love going to them I love receiving their perspective because you never know how much someone else's perspective can just like nudge you a bit in in like a beautiful direction and yeah, of course, broadening our perspective and thinking about things like, wow, I didn't actually really think about it like that. Um, maybe this, this doesn't necessarily have to change my decision, but it definitely can like change my relationship with whatever it is I'm going through. So, uh, yeah, friends are essential 
having our people is absolutely necessary, but certainly to me, not as profound as being this for myself. The rest is just a bonus, right? Um, but being this for myself is like so juicy. Um, yeah, and another way that I've cultivated this beautiful, loving relationship with myself um, is, duh, through acts of self-care. Uh, slowing down, saying yes to what I crave, what I need, saying yes to doing things that maybe seem like they're going to be like work, but I know at the end I will feel such pleasure from. So let's say a yoni steam, right? There's the whole process of getting everything together and maybe sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing all the stuff, but if I do all the stuff, I have to remind myself, girl, do all the stuff, make it beautiful, do it lovingly, make a ceremony out of it. And I do that and I light my candles and I get my tinctures and I get a smoke and I put on some music I like or get my journal or whatever. And I do that yoni steam and how nourished I feel afterward is like, oh, that was so worth it. I'll tell you this, I can't think of a time where I've ever committed an act of self-love, <laughs> of self-care, and by the end of it was like, boy, I regret doing that. Never, literally never. But you know, we get caught up with life, we get caught up with chores, and I'm getting better at being like, you know what, fuck some of these chores, let me go take care of myself. And that feels good, because when you're conditioned, the perfectionist in you is like, well, but my floors aren't perfectly clean and the dishes aren't all put away. And, you know, I have this thing to do. When you put her, like shove her to the side and you say, chill out, bitch. I need like to take care of myself for a minute. That feels good. And, and then you commit this beautiful act of self-care. And by the end, you're like, I, you know, you gave yourself what literally like no one gives you. No one else gives you this in adulthood. Like everyone's looking out for themselves. I mean, and that's just, just, that's just like the human experience, right? Like people are always just looking out for themselves. Who's really going out of their way to make sure that you're well taken care of? Like no one in my life. So it is up to me to make that time and to make it special and to make it beautiful because how beautiful and special I make it, the more I contribute to making my experiences beautiful and special, the more I am telling my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul, all of me, that I am worthy of beautiful things, that I am worthy of, of conscious love, that I'm worthy of patience, that I am worthy of, of commitment. And that's such an, uh, it's so profound to show up for yourself consistently like that. And one thing that really helps me is really just slowing down and turning everything into kind of like a meditation, like become being really intentional about the things I'm doing. So when I brush my hair, or comb through my hair at the end of the night to get all the tangles out, it's so easy to just like, you know, just get in there. Let me just get this done. Let me brush my hair really quick. I feel like that always happens. I always say, let me just brush my hair really quick. And it's so beautiful the times that I say, no, let me lovingly brush my hair. <laughs> Look at this gorgeous head of hair I have. Let me 
give it some love for like being so sexy all day. <laughs> and then I'll just sit there and I'll like think, I'm like thinking, I'm like creating. And I love to bring color, like the visual in my mind and like how I'm experiencing this is like a lot of color. I like to see the bright like sparkles of energy like seeing them radiate off of me and oh it is so powerful and to like be thinking about my hair as something more than just like you're not a like my how is my hair going to be strong and healthy if I'm treating it like this burden that needs to be tamed right where instead it's like oh you're just this beautiful extension of me that deserves the same patience and the more we can slow down and offer all parts of ourselves this patience and this slowness and this tenderness you know and this like consciousness of like how conscious are we while we're doing things so often we're not right so often you're um putting on your clothes but you're thinking about you know what do i want to eat for breakfast and you know you, you get me and i'm finding that there's so much healing and um, meditation happening when I allow myself to be very present with myself in these moments of like, wow, how beautiful is this? And okay, I'll tell you what, planner time is a really cool and fun way to do that. It's almost kind of like, um, yeah, like the journaling, like reflecting and, and making something beautiful, like, and, and making it beautiful. I love planner time and journal time because it's, it, there's not really like any external purpose. It's really a purely like selfish <laughs> commitment, right? It doesn't, it, yeah, it can affect others, of course, because you're, you're organizing and yeah, it can have a good effect on others, but ultimately like how beautiful you make it, <clears throat> how, how sweet you get with it like how how much of your own personality you put into it is an act of love it's saying that yeah even my journal my planner deserves this kind of like attention to beauty because that way when I go back through and scan through oh I can't tell you how much how big my smile is when I go back through and look at old pages of my planner and I see these little drawings and doodles and pictures and stickers and intentional words or little poems and, um, you know, things that I learned that day. And it's, it's a love note, like planner time and journal time is a love note to my future self. It's saying, hey, I know that you're going to just adore looking at this and having this. Um, this evidence of how much you how much you honor your life your daily life it doesn't always have to be about the big things sometimes just honoring the daily um, and bringing beautiful beauty to those like small daily practices it's just so powerful so the self-love and self-care bringing more intention same thing with my skincare ritual you know in the past, there's the tendency to rush through it. I put it off as long as I can, and then I rush through it. And so often now, when I start doing it, I just say to myself, "Myself, hey girl, slow down. Do this lovingly. Like your your skin loves you, and you love your skin. Like make this an exchange of like 
healing love. Um, yeah, and I think you'll be surprised at how many moments throughout the day are asking for this kind of uh, intention and consciousness. Like I said, we get we get so caught up in our thoughts. It's really crazy. Um, yeah, so along with all of this, of course, like taking care of ourselves and all the basic ways that I used to think was most important. I used to think the most important thing was like, go lay in the sun and get sunshine on your body and eat really healthy and nourishing and um oh my god there's just like so many things I could I could there's so many things that I could say in that take your you know make sure you eat your liver and drink your raw milk every day and all that stuff and now it's like oh that's great beautiful yeah of course I love going in the sun um and I love being intentional about all that kind of stuff but those things are also like what's my um what's my relationship with those things is it dogmatic or is it like oh right now I'm feeling really called the sun is calling my name my intuition is like telling me hey girl go sit out and get some of that sunshine on your body and then sometimes my intuition's like hey pack up the kids and go to your favorite burger joint and go like eat some burgers with fries and that feels really good to listen to that too um we actually just did that a couple days ago and we just had the best time like the experience was amazing and I was it's like I was that person in my past who would be sitting there and judging like god what's what ingredients did they put in this bun? I know this meat is not organic or grass fed. Oh my God, this ketchup, this ketchup has corn syrup in it, right? Like that whole thing. And, oh, do I want my kids drinking this lemonade? It's got, you know, white sugar in it, all that shit. That was me forever. And what I didn't realize is the experience is is part it it's it can be can outweigh any negativity from like what you're ingesting in your food like the joy and the experience can absolutely outweigh that that's so fascinating to me like the the dogma was not serving me but what does serve me is to just be more playful and say hey yeah let's go out for a burger and we had like just this like beautiful experience and had a lovely time and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, it feels good to be centered once again, because, you know, there's just that tendency to go really hard and, and yeah, become very dogmatic about things anyway. And I've done a podcast episode, if you haven't listened to it on uh, the dogma around food, because that's a huge one that has shifted for me. And I've never felt um, healthier and more um, connected to my intuition when it comes to eating. Um, since I like let go of like any type of, like, I don't, there's no, I literally have no rules around what I eat at this point. Like I eat very intuitively and it's beautiful. I love my relationship with food. And that's, yeah, that's part of becoming your own best friend is in, in developing that trust, right? It's like, what's our relationship to things? What are we consuming? What's our relationship to it? And, oh, 
it's just so fun. I like, I, it's just such a joy to explore all these parts of myself. Uh, same with like watching movies for the longest time. I felt a lot of shame around my guilty pleasures of what I like to watch. I'm a rom-com kind of girl. I actually don't watch that much stuff very often, but when I do, I like rom-coms. I like just like silly, sweet stuff. And, um, yeah, it's all just like junk, right? It's like the junk food of entertainment. And I used to feel a lot of shame when I would sit and watch any of the stuff. Like, man, I judge myself so harshly. Like you should be listening to, you know, an educational podcast or watching a documentary or, you know, why are you watching? And now I'm just like, oh my God, fuck that bitch. <laughs> like, no, it's so fun. I love the, the innocent sweetness of watching something like friends. Oh my God. Hell yeah. Um, and to be, to be like at peace with that is so like, it makes me giggle. Anything that makes you laugh and giggle in like a, like a joyful way in a jolly way is so cool. Um, yeah. And I giggle at myself cause I'm just like own it now. I just like love that. I own how much I, I love like rom-coms. <laughs> um, and then that's going to lead me into probably what has become like my favorite part of being my own best friend is cultivating my personality and cultivating, um, my interests and becoming an interesting person. And it's something that's very important to me because it's something I want to demonstrate to my own children. Like, Everybody, I think, has a natural, we as humans, um, when traumas and like traumas and all that occur, blah, blah, blah. But when that, the, the emphasis on that is kind of set aside, we have such a tendency to like, to like, you know, develop interest and be curious and have our own unique things that really inspire us or, um, yeah, whatever it is that we, our hobbies, right? Or what, what we decide to learn about. And there's something so beautiful about exploring this. And back to, you know, little Vivian, who I think was so stuck in a place of um, trauma. Let's just say trauma, because I, I, sometimes it's hard to put my finger exactly on what it was. I really can't think of much in my childhood that I felt passionate about, um, that I felt like so motivated and driven to explore something that I felt very connected to. And I can honestly say there was a large portion of my life where I think I was a very uninteresting, boring person. I hadn't really cultivated, um, passions or what I believe in. I hadn't really connected with what my values are. And, I didn't really have a lot to offer to conversations. I didn't really feel like I had a lot to offer the world. And this journey of, of getting to know my style, my flavor, my taste, my sense of humor, my, um, how I show up for people, how I show up for myself, how like, how would I decorate and design, you know, decorate my home, how I dress myself, how I adorn myself, um, how I choose to like show up as a business, like all cultivating all of these aspects of myself is such a beautiful way 
to be my own best friend because I mean obviously the key here is just being authentically me and knowing that I'm not here to please everybody there are going to be so many people that meet me and think "Mm, I'm not really feeling her vibe there are going to be people that see my products or my brand or you know my home and they're like man she's just like not my style and that's so cool like that's so right on I have no issue with that and some of I think that probably some of my best friends have like such vastly different style than me um it's so beautiful to really get to know what is my like what is my own unique presence in this world and as like as so many things as a mother as a parent a mother is a parent (laughs) Um, as a friend, as a businesswoman, as a member of my community, um, yeah, how, what, what, what is like so authentically me and that, that it rubs off it, like people can get to know it's like having your own unique aroma, right? Like your own unique smell and people are like, oh, I like that's Vivian's smell. I, I've just been having so much fun developing in this in myself on so many levels like and that way when I show up to relationships it's very clear who I am I'm very confident in who I am um it's you know pretty obvious somewhat early on whether or not I vibe with people because I'm very authentically me and I'm not changing that and we're gonna get along and we're not and there's no hostility around that Um, but the people that do vibe with me, like I have so much to offer and, you know, generally they're interested in what I have to offer. And the more authentically I, I show up in this life, the more I manage to attract people that are also standing in their authenticity. So that's the whole point of like one of my best friends can be so drastically different from me. Um, she can be showing up so differently in her life but she's being authentic to her and therefore it's like cool I witness you in in your whole vibe you witness me and my whole vibe we respect each other we honor each other um and that is such developing that within what with oneself and and in letting it constantly evolve like I think that's another thing that has been really powerful for me is I'm I absolutely love my constant change, my constant evolution, like my style changes very often. Um, I get like more, I get more ballsy with how I like show up in certain ways as my confidence grows. And that's really cool to see. Um, my, as I heal like the, um, scarcity wounds and stuff, I see myself, you know, that how, how I'm choosing in that way is different and like there's so many ways to witness myself evolving be it through my mindset my um how i think about things or just how i like physically appear how my brand appears like watching the evolution of my brand i can look back at um the very first labels i created when i first started this and it's vastly different from like the most recent labels I designed. And I love that. I love that like constant, like playful, fine tuning, changing and willing to let things go, right? Because that's such a huge part of evolution is like we can only contain so much. So part of it, of becoming 
something greater is releasing ourselves um, from whatever, like releasing whatever is like no longer serving us. And that's so beautiful. It's so powerful to be able to know oneself, right? That's being your own best friend is to know that sweet moment, that right moment where it's like, okay, this thing, be it a thought or an, a physical item or, you know, something you're engaging in, um, an activity, whatever, this is no longer serving me. Now is the time to let go. Only you can know that. Only you can know that. You can outsource, but you're not, you know, you can outsource and someone will give you because people love giving their advice and their their own perspective, but that is a biased perspective based on their individual experience. And ultimately, it might not be what's best for you. And when you outsource that and you give that power away and you let someone else make a decision for you and it wasn't the right time for you, you then later have to figure out how to go back through and and um, the idea is to go back through and take back that power and, and uh, you know, get to know yourself and say, why did I outsource that? So, yeah, this beautiful, like, willingness to evolve and this self-awareness, this, lo- this, this connection to intuition and um, this cultivation of, like, authenticity and trust has just helped me become my own best friend. And it's just the most beautiful thing in the world. And, and I just have like, I I can't, the visuals of, of what this means for me and things that once felt terrifying now feel, Oh, just, I, I'm just like salivating for, for instance, I would be terrified in the past of the idea of like going and staying a cab in a cabin in the woods by myself for a month. And oh my goodness, now I'm like, wow, when my children are old enough and it feels like the right time, is that something I should outsource? (laughs) I probably could, but only I know when it's the right time. See, perfect example, when it is the right time, I cannot wait to gift myself that, to gift myself going out and staying in in a cabin in the middle of the woods by myself for a month and seeing like just what am I capable of? What you got, girl? What you got? How are you going to, like, what's the end of this going to be like? I don't know, but I won't, I won't know until I find out. And there's a, a not too recent, in the not too recent past, there was a time where I'd be like, I don't think I could do that. I don't think that's something I'd want to do. I don't think that's something that I could do. And here I am at the point where I'm like, oh, I'm so down. Or traveling somewhere, traveling to a foreign country by myself. That was something that was like, hell no. Um, for a long time and I love that my mind has changed in that way Um, I've become so much stronger and more confident Ooh, if you only knew how insecure I was for most of my life and I I love I love this part of me and I love um, I love how much stronger it's made me and one thing that I want to bring up that I think reflects this beautifully is I love cold water therapy. Uh, We all know about Wim Hof and all that and the ice baths and all that kind of stuff. It's all great. Uh, But I have a lot of resistance to it, like pretty much everyone, right? It's why it's a thing. Um, And the last time 
uh, we went to Smith Creek and the water was still really cold. I did what I usually do. I'm like, okay, I'm brave enough to like <clears throat> go jump in, do a quick dip, and then I get out. And that's like, that's as brave as I am. And so I went, I did that, jumped in, got out like my usual. And then I was afterwards, I was like, you know what? No, I want more. I'm strong enough to handle more now. And I went back in the water and I sat there for like maybe five minutes. And I sat in that cold water for five minutes and I paid attention to my breath and I slowed down and I didn't tell myself that I was, I don't even, I don't think I was telling myself anything. It was just this inner knowing, like I knew I'm strong enough for this. This isn't as scary as it once was. I'm not so scared of being cold as I once was. And I think that profoundly respects, like, or not respects, um, represents, no, I, why, I don't know why I'm losing what I'm trying to say here. I think it reflects, that's what I was looking for. It profoundly reflects the inner work. I think that it, it, it told me so much about myself that here for years of like trying cold water therapy and being like, oh my God, what the fuck? And then finally arriving at this place where I'm like, oh, oh, I see. And how much I've inner work, inner work I have done to step into that and lean into that because I know my strength and because I trust myself and because I want to test my strength is so beautiful like it's it's so cool to have this act reflect how much has like changed within and I'll end on that note oh the the joy of how profoundly different life feels um having this relationship with myself the way it is now um, considering how it was for most of my life is unbelievable. And even in my darkest days and even when I'm in my lowest lows, I still have myself and I still believe in myself. Even when I'm in that low, I know and trust myself to feel it and then get back up. And that that takes consistency. It takes profound self-love and self-care and forgiveness and compassion so i hope you enjoyed this episode i love you all so much <laughs>